Katie, are you ready? Yes. Look at this fucking cute thing. It's a crochet. <gasps> Baby Yoda in a knit version. Oh, my God. Yes. What's he doing? <laughs> his little feetsies. What the fuck? Living his be- best life is what he's doing. <laughs> Ew, that's such a close-up. <laughs> <laughs> I graduated with an engineering degree. I fooled them all. <laughs> because she's a real phony. Because she honestly believes all this phony junk that she believes. I mean it. Yeah, no, we're like friends, I guess. I don't know. Friends? I guess we're collaborators. To you. <laughs> it's to you. To you. <laughs> it's a crochet baby Yoda. That will oh, be on our crocheted. Instagram. Yeah. I said knitted like a fucking fool like a fool you did <laughs> oh dear <laughs> welcome to film school professionals is that how we're doing right that's no, not, the- not that's not the open that is the old open but that's all i can think of with fucking all i have burned in my brain right now is crocheted baby yoda's feet a very close up. <laughs> the- like it was so close to the camera <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear! I'll put that but, on my Instagram. The yeah, you're right. Actually, we should. We'll, when we'll I take a screenshot posts. later on with the same angle, and you can see me in my dark closet. Yay! Dark Such closet. A disturbing image. Um. Well, with okay. that, guys, <laughs> how about the real opening for this, huh? That'd be a good I, idea, I think. I'm Katie, and I'm Malu, and this is Film School Professionals, your weekly film school podcast, brought to you by two filmmakers who never went to film school. Hey, hey, <laughs> hello, Look at class. Us go. Hello, hello. As you know, I'm Mara Mirones. I am one of your professors. <clears throat> your favorite? <laughs> nope, nobody's favorite. <laughs> Nobody and, has voted that. Okay, well, I did. So, back on that. <laughs> wow, Malu, vote for yourself? What a nerd. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I never did that in high school because it's immoral. More on that, other than okay. super righteous. I'm also an artist, I think. I do storyboards. I do some writing. And hey. I'm still, you know, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what the fuck I want to do. you should never, ever, ever again in my presence or <laughs> elsewhere question if you are an artist malu okay? i'm an artist question mark yeah no no question mark needed guys go check out her instagram it's beautiful she just drew us in the in the soul like format souls yeah go check it out on her on her instagram which will it be updated soon so beautiful it is it's literally just like fucking pixar made it it's insane stop it Mal, you're, you're so goddamn insanely talented if my mother is listening to this episode she is going to be so disappointed in all of the curse words i've said in the last five minutes oh sorry mom i'll stop sorry. i'll stop i'm sorry but who are you katie <laughs> other than a fantastic friend that encourages their other friends to not put themselves down thanks i am katie commits <laughs> I'm a screenwriter, I'm a director, I'm a filmmaker. Woo! Woo! That's it. That's all I got. I, I am I am so overwhelmed. I'm Malu, I'm working on so many projects right now. It's kind of insane. And You're so insane. when I introduce myself with those words, I'm like, God, I have a lot going on. <laughs> You're like, God, I'm busy. <clears throat> yeah, I'm like a little busy. Malu's busy too. Busy busy like a bee. Busy. B 
be. She's where she currently looks like a Donna from Mamma Mia, Mia with the denim overalls, and Ooh. she's fucking killing it. Oh, I'm said it again. I'm so sorry, Mom. What did you I say? Promise oh, all these episodes haven't been like this. Oh dear, I'm <laughs> liar, liar, liar. Pants on liars okay i think hey. you're the liar here malu and um frankly to according to these uh these notes that you've put what in the doc that you've sent me we have a lot to talk about today see what okay i know what you're talking about class she's foreshadowing to something that's gonna happen I'm foreshadowing later. for the rest of the episode that you should get excited about that we'll tell you about in a second but here's the thing as soon as i said it yes say it you're gonna understand exactly what i mean and you're gonna we'll and see. you're hopefully gonna be like oh i understand where that comes from I'm not going to say anything to that except that, Malu, I haven't watched a movie that I have been so utterly entranced by <laughs> to the point where I, like, didn't realize my mouth was just, like, half open, hanging yeah. open last <laughs> night. And I was breathing through my mouth until I, like, I don't remember Almost what happened. Choked, yeah. Maybe I had to <laughs> swallow, I think, or something, just, you know, as a normal human instinct. And I was like, why just, did I just close hmm. my mouth? <laughs> To spit or to swallow, that is the question. Yeah. But, but Katie, anyway, no, I, 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 way like, I had laundry to fold, I had things to do, and I, I couldn't, I literally couldn't do anything but sit and stare at the screen. It was insane. But anyways, but you're more on that momentarily. Screen. And what are you staring at, Kitty? Because what's the movie for today? The movie for today is The Sound of Metal. Oh my god. Yeah. The dramatic pause really made that. I really feel it. Yeah. I think, yeah. It's right? a very dramatic movie. I feel like it goes with it. You know, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I need that on a t-shirt, ASAP Malu. You know? I agree. I agree. <laughs> I say it, like, at Every least ten times of, an episode. I've said it before, drinking game. Drink exactly how many times Katie says, yeah, I agree, or I agree. Or Malu says it. You fucking say it, too. What? Oh, no. God. Not as much uh, as you do. That's your catchphrase. You know what? Start. All right. Pause this episode. Restart it, and drink to every time I curse. Every time I disappoint my mom. <laughs> Just one shotgun all the way through. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Down the hatchet it goes. But anyway, before we even get into anything, Mala, what's the first thing people need to do right now? The first thing they need to do right now after getting absolutely hammered from drinking from your drinking game? In the first six minutes of the episode? Mm -hmm. Is go check us out on our Instagram at Film School Professionals. Like our pictures. See what else we're having. Look at our syllabus. For our quarantine releases theme right. that we're doing. This is our second movie yes. in the theme. We're doing Sound of Metal today. And you can find out what other movies we're doing in the next two episodes. And Katie, I feel like there's something else that they should do other than go leave oh. us a ton of likes and follows and just, you know, lots of Instagram love. What else should they do? You're so right. You're so and, right. You yeah, know what I, you guys yeah. need to do? You guys need to go to iTunes, oh. Apple Podcasts. You oh. need to leave us a review. Leave us a review right now. Rate from 1 to 10 how much I'm disappointing my mom every single time I curse. Do that. Just do 10, that right 10, now. 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. <laughs> <laughs> Gabe, uh, Gabe texts. I was like, why are people leaving 10s on your reviews? <laughs> Guys, you're suddenly getting outstanding, outstanding reviews online. <laughs> people bashing how much you're disappointing your mom. 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. Super, super disappointed. <laughs> And let me tell you guys, I don't want just star reviews because there's only five of them. I want oh. a fully written review of a number out of 10 
And then give us your uh, your other favorite part of the episode while you're at it. A strongly worded comment. That's, what I like. That's right. Oh, I like that. Please leave a strongly <laughs> worded comment below <laughs> on iTunes under Film School Professionals. I got that from a line from New Girl. Schmidt says, I... I'm writing a strongly worded email to my florist. <laughs> Malu, every single day, New Girl is playing in my apartment. Oh, it's like, like, we just have the whole show on loop, and it's amazing. I'm usually on that type of loop, but right now I'm actually in a criminal mind binge. <laughs> I'm usually on that type of loop. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because like, New Girl just makes me very happy. Like It really no, just, just raises so, my spirits. Like, you're so young, you know? That's just something young people <laughs> say right now. <laughs> Why are you two years younger? You're two years older than me. Why am I young? I'm I'm not saying that it's just you. I'm just saying that like I find myself saying very similar sentences <laughs> and sometimes I like take myself out of it and I We're laugh the and youth. I'm like, Wow, only kids these days, you know? Shut up, you old Shut woman. <laughs> kids these days, am I right? Yeah. Monday. Yeah, you're right. Am I right, Karen? Oh, Karen? Yeah. Really? <laughs> when you say shit like that, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fine. Pointing on my youth like it's anyway, an anyway, Malu, what's going to happen this episode for the oh. people, the class, the listeners? You mean the pals, gals, and non-binary pals? I keep saying it wrong. See how it's... I set you up for that? Do you see how I set you up for that? I did, and every time I get it wrong, I think it in my head for hours. I always get you the first wrong? one wrong. What Cause happened? Because I said pal, pals twice. I you think did? it's guys, gals. Non-binary pals. That's it, and I always get it wrong because I'm always so excited about saying the word pals because it Malu, makes me nervous when I say it wrong. I never hear you mess up. Oh, well, I do because I am well, that's not... very self-critical. Okay, autocritical, self-critical. Are those two words? Yeah, sure. Self. I don't <laughs> sure. think it's auto. Sure. Automobile. Automatic. Tell the class what, tell the class what they're getting today, Malu. Do it. Do Other it. than strange ramblings. We're going to be talking about our second movie in our quarantine release of Syllabus, The Sound of Metal. We're going to go through the film, through some points that Katie and I found very interesting about it. There might be a small dispute. I don't think there will be, but Katie seems to be very ready for a fight. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It's just your little note that you left. I'm it will. Curious. It will be explained later. And okay. last but not least, as always, we'll be playing the game... Although today, Katie has prepared yes. the game for us because we are yes. playing the Alan Smithy game. We've done two movies about music. So, you know, I thought it'd be time where, like, we make our own movie. doesn't have to be about music, but now we make our movie. That's right. And uh, I really just didn't have the brain cells to play one of Malu's games. So <laughs> I, uh, it's been not a long that weekend. I ever do, but particularly today, <laughs> I, I really didn't feel it. So I was like, you know what, Malu, how about we test your creative abilities i'm burnt out this evening (laughs) and that's the Um, answer she gave me that little snicker i said yes because i like being (laughs) tested oh geez well before we get into any of that once again do you feel a chill in the room well i'm wearing overalls on a crop top so i would say yes I, I, you, know, I would, yeah. you know it's January here, right? Like, you know okay. to bring warmer warmer clothes when you move, right? Well, I'm sorry. I'm currently in my tropical country. I know you are, and I'm very <laughs> jealous about it. I just wanted to prepare you that it's 28 degrees outside right now. I mean, first of all, I don't use Fahrenheit. Second of all, 
Okay, well, I do, and I'm telling you it's 28 degrees Fahrenheit here, well, and I have no idea what the conversion is because they don't teach us that kind of jazz. I mean, I don't know what the conversion American is. American education. That I know that it's somewhere around like I don't know what the conversion is. I just know that like the climate is between like eight and two degrees Celsius. What were we talking about? Oh yeah. Is yeah, there a 32 degrees colder. difference? Is that a thing? I don't know. I, I no, I don't think no. that's it. Don't ask me. I don't know. I'm an engineer. I should know. It's okay. <laughs> but Ignoring yes, it's that. cold. We get it. It's really <laughs> fucking cold, and that's all you need to know. Which means what, Katie? That we need a what now? You need a nice breaker, Malu. Do you have a nice breaker prepared? Yes, I do. I happen to have a nice breaker prepared related to the movie of this week. Well, how exciting is that? Very, I would say. I know. <laughs> okay, Katie. So the okay, icebreaker. While watching this insanely exciting inducing film, I couldn't help but wonder what loss of a sense would completely change your life the way Rubens changes throughout the film after he starts losing his hearing. Okay, well, before I answer that, could you please reread that again and sound like Carrie from Sex and the City just a I little need, bit I, more because you yeah. already had it off. I started you, with it, yeah. Okay. You did, you did. So can you please repeat it and um, sound just, just a little bit little <laughs> bit stronger character, okay? Okay, yeah. <clears throat> Gabe, can we please cue the um, Sex and the City music? Can we do that? Is that legal? Yeah, okay. Yeah, Let's sure, risk it for the it's biscuit. legal. Sue us, I dare you. No, please don't. Please don't. Well, I don't dare HBO you. HBO Max, please do not attempt to sue <laughs> us. You have money. Give me a job instead. <laughs> instead yeah, exactly. Instead, give me a job. <clears throat> and I couldn't help but wonder. I can't do it. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Continue. No, you were so <clears throat> close. Really getting into the Carrie Bradshaw. Let me just... I don't Carrie smoke, Bradshaw. but I'll pull out a cigarette just to really feel like <laughs> a... Here's a pen. Cosmopolitan in front of you. She's like, smoking a pen. Oh no. It's my, <laughs> my water. Cue the music. Lame. And I couldn't help but wonder what loss of a sense would completely change your life the way Ruben changes. Wow. And scene. Round of applause. Thank you so Holy much. Carrie yeah, Brock so and I much are better than tight. I thought it ever would be. Thank you. Not, I, that's a not compliment. Be, not anything on you, just in general. That is the best Carrie Bradshaw I've ever heard Stop that wasn't you. Carrie Bradshaw. Holy shit. <laughs> Were you recently watching it? Why was I was that recently so watching good? it, yeah. I stumbled okay. into one of the episodes that uh, did not age well, to say the least. Oh, which one? Ugh, they, they, most like, of them didn't. Yeah. It's when Carrie's dating a guy who's bi, and then she, like, completely questions bisexuality, and it's like, dude, chill. Because <laughs> she's like... Like, you know, they're, they I go with that. the excuse of, like, oh, I, we're so old. And it's like, you're not, A, you're not that old. B, this was in the 90s or, like, early 2000s. <laughs> C, get over it. What's it's your just, issue with him being a bisexual? It's just, it's just not who Carrie Bradshaw was was interested in. I know, but it's just but the it way that she goes well, about I it. I know, I know. She's like, you it's can't. Okay. It's a gateway thing. And it's like, it's not. But you got away with this somehow. <laughs> Television is a weird thing. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yep, that's all. I don't know. But yeah. in terms of your question, Miss Carrie Bradshaw, oh, God damn it, that was so good. That was you. so good, Malu. Damn. I'm, I'm dressing not over up for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even, I totally ignored the question. Hold on. <laughs> I asked, if you lost one of your senses, like which one would you lose that would send right. you okay, first in of a all, journey similar to Ruben's? First of all, 
Malu, I have been thinking about this since I learned about Helen Keller. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, okay. And, and I can never come to a good answer because, I mean, film itself is both visual and musical at this. Like, you, you need you need both. Mm-hmm. I, I need both. So, I mean, I also love smells. Smells are pretty strong. I like you know? the way you but, said that. I also love smells. Okay. It's <laughs> a very general, okay, wait, broad question. statement. I don't know this. Do you know if you lose your, like, your, your sense of smell, do you also lose your sense of taste? I feel like they're always connected. So I feel like if you lose one, then you lose the other. But why is it the five senses then, you know? I don't have a co- I don't I don't have a scientific answer because I don't know. I do know that like smell affects your taste, but it's not a hundred percent it. Okay. Well, um like maybe like I don't know, maybe it'll affect you, but that's just me guessing. Like I have no this is no I'm no definitive sure. or true answer. I, I I do think like realistically you do lose both. Like if you lose one then you don't probably don't at least okay, maybe not so much with taste. You def if you lose taste then you'll you could still smell, but if you lose smell you'll lose taste. But I'm gonna pretend that's not true. Okay. Oh no, but what I no, this is the spiral. hardest question. I, I'm gonna give you a fake <laughs> answer because I can't come up with anything else. Yeah. I'm gonna lose can I spe- like specify lose sense of touch only from my fingertips? Like, only for my hands? Is that yeah. okay? I'm not entirely sure how, like, loss of, like, that sense works. But this isn't, like, I. a fully scientific like, question. Can I can I just use that as yeah. a cheat, please? Sure. sure. Thank you. Because I, I, I'm not even telling you. It's been 22 years I've been thinking about this. Okay. <laughs> That's excessive. It's been at least 18 years that I've been thinking about this. And From I... the minute she was born, Katie was pondering <laughs> on the importance of the universe, the existence of a god... And which loss of the sins would completely change her life in a just, you know, earth-shattering way. That's exactly right. <laughs> oh, god. my God. Wow. The- All right, Mal, how about you? What's your answer? <laughs> okay, so mine has always been between two because I have thought about this before, like, because, like, that's a thing. Like, from this movie birth definitely. As well? No, not from birth. Not, from not the that early you on. you escaped the womb? <laughs> Actually, in the <laughs> womb, I was already calculating the probability <laughs> of what would happen Can if I lost any of my Can we make a meme out of that? I mean, yeah. <laughs> in the womb. No, it's not that funny. I'm just kind of off my shit right now. I think. I'll make one okay. for you so you can laugh about it later. So I've thought about it because, like, one of the things this movie, I think, like, Sound of Metal really makes you understand is that sometimes this things just happen. Yeah. Which is is one of the scariest parts about it. It's like, medically, shit can just happen. Yep. My biggest fears. Yeah, just shit happening. Like, you never know if it's going to be you. You have chances of just living a perfectly ordinary life where, like, nothing ever, you know, monumentous like that happened to you. And you could also just, like, one day wake up. And your life is, you know, switched, turned upside down. Not to quote the French Prince of Belair, but, you know, to quote the French Prince it's of Belair. It's true, but also... <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love him. So I would have to say either sight or sound. Oh my god. Yeah, like sight, because, like, I'm definitely a very visual person. I love, like, I, I just like looking at things. Like, it really brings me such peace. And, like, I, I, I guess I'm thinking about it more from the point of view of, like, when I don't feel good, when I feel like I need, like, a pick-me-up or something, or, like, I'm just having a rough day, like, what gets me through it that I would miss the most? 
But it's a combination of things. Because sometimes it's just like, you know, looking at, you know, a certain movie or sometimes it's just, you know, sitting down and looking around and just appreciating small stuff like in Seoul. <laughs> Mm-hmm. the reason why I resonated with that scene so much is because I do that very often when I'm not like feeling good but then the other half of the time or as a combination it's music like I think the app I use the most has to be Spotify because yeah, I'm same. listening to music constantly and just changing what I listen to every single day depending on like the mood of the hour and I, like those are definitely the two that like would hit the most and would like completely change but I think sight would probably be worse for me Considering the fact that most of the stuff I do as a passion includes sight. <laughs> yeah. Like, just thinking from, like, the point of view of a character like Ruben, who, like, you know, like, the loss that he has really affects his passion in life and the thing he loves to do and the thing that, you know, sort of guides him a lot. And, yeah, I feel like, you know, I could write and read while being blind, for sure. But shit, like, drawing and stuff might be a little difficult because I do, like, looking at it. <laughs> So that yeah. could, you know, hinder it. But yeah, I would say I think, e- either of those would be very, like, groundbreaking. But hopefully, I think I would, like, be able to, to cope. Yeah, th- those are the two things I would, I'm most terrified of losing. I think I'm, I'm more scared of losing my hearing than I am my eyes. Because I mean, they're both, like, hear. so, like, detrimental yeah. to me. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm, that that's just... I see, like, everything that I think of creatively, like, I see visually, like, there's no other way to, it's like, I can write as much as I want, but, like, until, like, I, like, I have something where I can really, like, capture a visual, like, that's so moving to me, but also, my first love in the world was music, Mm -hmm. like, I, there was never a day in my life, actually, in reality, since I've been born, that I have not been listening to some music so, i love that yeah most important to me so i wish i was talented enough to be a musician that would be really fun you can do whatever you want well that's really nice of you Melly. thank you but anyways enough <laughs> about this really sad stuff um although we will get into more to sad the really stuff. sad movie <laughs> <laughs> bittersweet but honestly sad malu would you like to introduce the film since i did it last time i would love to you know what mm, malu go for it okay so as we've talked about, Sound of Metal is the, the film for today. It's a 2020 film. Quarantine release. Woohoo. Amazon Prime. It was directed by Darius Martyr and written by Darius and Abraham Martyr. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> um, and it stars Riz Ahmed, Olivia Cook, and Paul Razzi. I hope I'm... Razzi? Razzi? Uh, That's a C, C, Malu. I know it's a C. Oh. What would it... Is it Razzi? Did you just say Ravi? No. <laughs> no, is it's it Razzi? Is it Razzi? Oh, oh, I don't know. I don't know how that's... Ratchi? Ratchi. Yeah, it's because like, it's a weird CI situation. I'm sorry, Paul. I'm <laughs> sorry, really, too, Paul. I'm Google really sorry. just really messed it all up for you. Gabe's going to text us yelling at us as She's going to be like, it's this. pronounced this way, dumbasses. Yeah. <laughs> Love you, Gabe. <laughs> so, Big hearts. <laughs> and the story is about a heavy metal drummer's life being thrown into the free-for-all when he begins to lose his hearing. And now... I I don't get to say this enough. Gabe, hit the trailer. You sounded great. Yeah, right. What? You're telling me you weren't feeling it? You were in it. We don't need to to put them all out. I know, but we just need to film it. (laughs) 
Your hearing is deteriorating rapidly. We'll come back. Till then, Lou, we just keep going, okay? No. Lou, no. let's play tomorrow. Let's see what it's like, okay? I'm gonna be like a click track. You can play to me. You understand me? I can't. I'm deaf. I'm deaf. I found a place. I think it's important that you stay here with us right now, Ruben. We're looking for a solution to to this, not this. I need you to wait for me. Okay, you're it for me, Lou. You're my part. You're it for me. Okay, you gotta wait for me. I'm trying to save my life. Ruben, the world does keep moving. It can be a damn cruel place. But those moments of stillness. I try to do it no, like you, you do it. You really don't get to say that enough. I that's don't. Why I, that's why I try to emulate the way you said it. Because I like how you say it. That's so cute. Thanks. No, you're cute. You can't see me blushing because I'm in a dark closet, but I'm blushing, okay? <laughs> I like that. <laughs> There's no blush because I am in hidden. I'm, uh, I am in hiding. I can talk. Well, you almost got it. I almost got it. All right, all right, all right. Like so that. now that we are into the film, I, I need first things first. I need to hear what. So can I just first can I just first. read them the bullet points that we have real quick? Go for it. The last these one are the, will be very these are, the, oh, no, <laughs> these are the things we need to cover. Yes. Cinematography, Woo. sound editing, yes. Riz Ahmed, oh, and <laughs> disappointment in story? Question <laughs> mark. That last one's from Matlu, as you've probably, you know, gathered Guess so from far. from the foreshadowing, yeah. And I would like to start with that one first. Malu, I would, how about you take the floor, and then I will respond. <laughs> sure. Don't get the wrong idea. I love the story. There was just one thing specifically that, that I was disappointed about. That, like, by the end of the movie, I liked the ending, but it also got me thinking, like, I really wish they had included this, because it really, like, it almost makes me dislike the character. And I'm not the biggest fan of ending a movie with some dislikement for the character. I appreciate it sometimes because it's very human. But I didn't like it in this case because of what it is exactly. And what I meant by disappointment in the story is that he never goes back to like fully say goodbye or thank you to the deaf community he joins. Which, first of all, we barely get to know their names. Like if you know their names, if you're watching it on Prime and you have the 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 cast list next to you and you see the little names of the characters but other than that we rarely get to like know who these people are by name it's just like oh it's the you know the leader who has the ponytail 
and the kids and the teacher. Like there's no you know, real introduction ponytail to them. leader. Po- yeah, kids, ponytail leader. Teacher, others. Yeah, those guys. <laughs> the gang. The whole gang. <laughs> and I love the scene where, you know, Ruben Rizumet's character is talking to the leader of the deaf community and, you know, they're talking. And he essentially confesses to the fact that he got the surgery and that he's like, I don't have anywhere to live. I had to sell all my shit, including my one mode of like living outside of this community. Can I please like stay here for four weeks until they can fully like put the implant in and I can actually hear and get myself back on my feet? And he also asked for money. And like, I really like that scene because it shows like you can't just leave people like that and expect them to just be like, yeah, sure, leave, whatever. Don't don't at all think that we cared for you, especially because he says, you know, if I were gone, no one would notice, which is super hurtful because he's just been told plenty of times that he means the world to people in that community because he brings such a unique thing, which is, you know, his gift with music and his gift with just passion for music and how he sort of oozes that passion to the point where it goes on to everybody around him especially the kids and he really becomes part of the family which i loved so that's why it really really hurt that he never goes back he no, never goes to say you don't you have no idea what happens i mean because sure, that wasn't the point of the story that wasn't I the resolution know. it was a it, it that wasn't what the resolution that they wanted you to feel i know but here's the thing i really think also that- where else was he gonna go He's going to go back. In my, I mean, in my thing, you don't version know. of the ending, but he my, does. I hope. But like my issue isn't just the fact that he doesn't go back. It's just the, also the fact that he doesn't properly say goodbye. Like I feel like everything that had to do with that community and that family that he sort of became a part of during those months is just left on such a sour note. Like I hate that we don't get to see him say goodbye to the woman who has a teacher in the community. I hate that we don't get get him to see get to see him say goodbye to but uh, the person it, that helps him like sell his stuff or the kids. Like the kids liked him so much. See, and he though, doesn't like, say goodbye like, to them. That's like the same thing as like us. Like uh, they just captured depression so well because that's like he openly admits that he doesn't think that he's anything that he he feels like he helps no one he doesn't matter all of that and so it's not in his character to go say goodbye like I mean like to us it's like that to not say goodbye selfish you know it's not right it's not it's disrespectful but like I think we we have gathered so much from his character already and also just the way he feels like he only has one focus right now and that was something previous. Like, his whole life was only the girl, Lou, right? It was Lou, yeah, right? Lou, Lou and, and, and their concerts and their music. Like, that's it. That was it. And they say, like, it was a very toxic, codependent relationship that they had. And it helped them. It's not bad. Like, they, it was exactly what they needed for one yeah. another. And it was perfect. And it was great. And they saved each other's lives. And that's why, first of all, I love that. Their, their ending, that was yeah. also incredible but when it comes to like you know i i under like as a viewer it's like seeing your friend like 
do these things, but it's Stupid it's because shit. they don't appreciate themselves. They don't understand how much they mean to others. When like us as the audience, it's so obvious how like incredible he was to the whole community and how much mm-hmm. of an impact he made on like individuals. Like you know what I mean. Like you named all of the people plus like the individual kids. Even you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. he was. He was huge in the community for everyone. He became a friend, but he doesn't see himself as that. He just sees himself as nothing. That's why I think also the design of his tattoos were so impactful. Oh, my God. That was such a genius move on the makeup end, or maybe it's in the script. It probably is. I don't know. Very good makeup. Like, I really like the tattoos. Right? But that is, that is, I know it's, it like, it's supposed to hurt us, though, because we see this, he's such a good guy, like, he's such a wonderful <laughs> human being, and yet he just doesn't see it, and he doesn't come to see it until, you know, until he's able to sit in peace, like, the whole thing is being able to sit and get rid of his anger and just understand stillness, and it's like, he, that, that was his goal because once he has that he'll be able to expand on his influence on others and that's why the ending was so perfect i mean i'm not saying the ending like i totally get what you said i don't think the ending wasn't perfect i think it was a fantastic ending i loved it i only like not just from a character point of view i only wish that from a writing point of view the characters in that community and in that family had gotten more screen time specifically in a goodbye sort of scene. Like, I understand him not wanting to say goodbye. I think what you said is completely right. Like, you know, his character, what do we see of him? Like, couldn't have put it better myself. It's very much true to him that he doesn't feel important, that he wants to go away and not say goodbye because he doesn't think anybody wants him to say goodbye. I just wish that we actually had gotten to see them. Like, I, I don't know. It just really felt, and I guess maybe it's because they want you to feel like him. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, really, like, it really. I understand like from a writing a perspective. To them. They were such I, good characters. I just I wish know. we got to see them one less time. I know, I know, I know. I understand as an audience member how you feel, but I, as a writer, I think I think this was the tightest, best written script I have tight. ever seen in so long. Probably since the last time. Probably since the first time I saw <laughs> Little Women. <Nice>. Honestly, <laughs> it's just so, it's so tight. It's so good. Like, you understand so many things in as little as possible. And, mm. I mean, it's like as much as we loved them and how wonderful it would have been to see them more and to have more, like, emotion with that and more scene time and whatnot. It's, it was such a tighter story without it. Like, you could have written that in the first draft, and if you needed to cut that down, that's the first thing that I would have cut because it's just unnecessary. It would feel good, but it's unnecessary. You know what I mean? I know, but I like it. I just overall just <laughs> love the scenes with them. It just felt... There was so they much were life so great. in those scenes They're that so, I loved it. Yeah. So good-hearted, you know? And just, if you, if, if it's okay with you, I would like to move to sound editing, because... Yes. Unless there's anything else you want to say about like this specific point, no, it's, go ahead. But I just I feel like that like the sound editing was such a fantastic, it was incredible, amazing piece of art because it's just like you'd think it's ironic because like it's funny it's it'd be funny to be like it's ironic because it's a movie about somebody who's losing his hearing and yet the sound editing was everything but no it makes all the sense in the world 
but for a film with the characters going through such a loss of a crucial like you know sense the sound editing would be so important to really not only tell the audience how he feels and make you feel as anxious as he feels but just like try and grasp what that must feel like because i don't know if that's what it feels like when you're losing your hearing but like it felt like it felt real which is what the movies do it's you know it's not that that happens in real life just like that but it's more like it feels like it could happen like that and i just the sound editing was so good after the movie, I was like, oh my fucking god. I, I felt the exact same way through the whole movie. I'm like, you're kidding. This is <laughs> not even like all the choices they made were mm-hmm. so great. But yeah. on top of that, the pacing of everything. <gasps> oh my the god. Because it oh, oh it didn't it didn't drag too long, mm-hmm. but it, it, it was just the enough amount of time with every cue that like you felt so so like pulled in by it yeah oh god damn it this <laughs> it's, it's, it's really masterful when you manage to make you know like the sound in a film have such a strong correlation with the silence in a film and obviously yes. this is the type of movie where like you'd have to have that because it is a movie about somebody whose world is slowly but surely feeling like it's being silenced but it like the way that they use the silence to more than anything show you that just because there's quote-unquote like traditional silence does there mean there's not a lot of life going on which is why i love that little scene where they're all having dinner or lunch they're just you know they're sharing a meal oh it's so good and everyone's signing and like there's one where i think there's two of those if i'm not mistaken there's one where Mm -hmm. like he still doesn't understand asl so he's just yeah there's sort of like wait is that the right thing yes 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 sorry yeah it's asl yeah thank you (laughs) oh i didn't want to say the wrong one but yeah at first like he doesn't understand sign language and then then he does understand it. And I just, oh my God, I love it. I love how beautiful um, it was. I really liked that it was just, it felt like such a buzzing conversation. And even though I couldn't understand it, I was so into it. And the I energy know. was amazing. And part of it was the silence. So I, lovely. <laughs> and I love the difference between those two scenes. I, mm-hmm. I hope I'm not mistaken by this. My memory isn't totally jacked up. <laughs> but I'm same pretty here, same sure. Here. I, I should just watch it again before I say it. But I'm just yeah. going to say it anyway, you guys. Correct me if I'm wrong. Please. In the first dinner scene, you know how it goes in between silence and like and the ringing in his ears and versus the actual sound of the whole table mm-hmm. with them signing? And then in the second, the second time around with dinner, I'm pretty sure there's no silence and it's mostly all sound of the table. Is that correct? I I can't, honestly, I cannot remember that. If so, how great of an idea that is because it's like in the (laughs) first one, he doesn't understand it. But then you like get the hint of like what he's missing out on. And then also in the second one, he's in it. So it's like your own language. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it it feels like something that the movie would do considering that it did stuff like that. Like, you know, like the subtitles for sign language. We're only there once he starts understanding sign language, which I thought was yes. such a like nice touch. Because, oh, I know. First of all, if you actually understand sign language, that's fun for you. Like, yeah, right. It's one of those things <laughs> where it's like there's no subtitles, but I totally get what's going on here, and I I, I want to learn sign language so badly. I, I feel like that's I, an important skill. I started learning sign language back in my junior year of oh, college, nice. and then I just got so busy with school that I, I I couldn't continue it anymore. But I've been wanting, I've always wanted to continue and pick it back up. So I. I very soon hopefully will because i think it's so important to know i really think i don't know maybe this happens in other high schools and stuff but you know how like in high school you have to choose a language to learn i really think asl should be one of them if not everyone should have a class on like basic sign language 
Honestly, it'd make a lot more sense for ASL to be like a universal language because it really Dude, is like the norm, no barriers one. <laughs> like, like <laughs> if everybody knew ASL, you can communicate with everyone in the world. I had that epiphany my like when I like started learning it, and I'm like, why doesn't everybody know this? Not just that, but it just like really encourages people to be like it, it inclusive in the easiest, most convenient way to be inclusive, like. Like, there's so many ways of being inclusive, and what I like about the movie is that it really shows you the fact that, like, these people are, like, you know, just because you lose your hearing doesn't mean that, like, your life is has to be, like, like, you know, you're st- you're very much a functioning right. human Wait, being, exactly. like, you just now speak a different language, like... Exactly what Ponytail says, yeah. Exactly, like, it's really not a thing, like, he's, he does, they don't see it as a thing to, like, fix, or a thing to change, or a thing that you know keeps them from stuff it's just a, a change in life and you know handicap yeah it's not handicap yeah i wouldn't even call it that like i li- like it, well no the, that's what, I, that's his line in the in oh, the yeah, movie exactly yeah <laughs> um sorry it took me a minute to catch that it's okay it's okay <laughs> but like i really like that the movie just really made it feel like it was just a different language like there was really no I don't know. Everything was so seamless. It just made me Dude, very happy to see. And I want to learn because I feel like it's such a crucial thing to learn. I <laughs> And I totally hate that agree. that was never offered in my high school. Yeah. Sad. So, the yeah, the sound ending. Yeah, I also would love to know how they made the ring. The ringing. The oh, ringing. God. I cannot say that word very clearly. The ringing in his ears. You it know was. what was, you know what scared me? It, you know, the first time it happens to him when he's doing the records. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, that exact same thing happens to me every now and then. It's been happening to me since high school. Oh, okay, that, okay. <gasps> Tito, Tito Does it happen to you too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tito and I saw this, saw this movie last night. For those who don't remember, Tito was our guest, our first guest, actually. Yeah, he boyfriend. was the first one. Little cutie. He's the boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, but we were watching it last night, and we paused after that scene i think because we had to get something and we started talking about it because it was such a good movie that you just can't help talking about it and um he was like yeah that actually happens like that's a very common thing that happens when like anything in your environment like if it's environmental it can be a very like slow process where like you could start losing your hearing slowly but surely and that's like a, a, a sign of it it's not like you know if it happens a few times to you i don't think it's gonna be like detrimental Oh my god! But like it can. I gotta see a doctor. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because it, it can end up being something where, like, if it's environmental stuff, like you know, if you listen to your music too loud, or if you're next to very loud noises a lot of the time. Yeah, Tito was telling me about it because he's a carpenter. Like, he does a lot of carpentry. That's cool. Like, yeah, and this very noisy thing to do, much like Rubens, who's a, who's a drummer, a heavy metal drummer at that, which is. Probably the most like noise induced type of music. Yeah. Especially when you're playing is. it. Just yeah. by like the scene where he goes on stage after he's been strictly told oh, it to not to go on stage. I was like I felt physical pain. Me too. And then Lou was so confused. I was just like, poor girl, she has no idea what is going on. Oh my and god. And he had no idea how to properly communicate it. It was just all very anxiety inducing. It was so good. Oh my! I know I keep saying that, and that's so <laughs> lame to say, but the uh, the emotions I felt every single minute of it—it it, 
I they were emotional. I don't know the last time a movie drew me in immediately and kept me <laughs> seated. Like, I had to make tea. I had to fold laundry. I had to pause the movie to do all that. I couldn't even sit on my bed and, and do anything. Like, I literally just became paralyzed while watching this movie in the best way. Yeah. Oh, it was awesome. It really awesome. felt like that. Oh, you know what moment was amazing? And this is, I mean, this does actually have to do with sound editing. That very like precise moment that it just feels like you're standing in front of like a giant cliff and you're like right at the edge of it when he gets the implant and they're trying to get it to work (gasps) and there's all these silences where like the doctor is like readjusting the thing and you think oh my god are we gonna hear like nothing happened is it gonna be really really bad and then it is like you know it's not horrible but it is bad it's you know not the same no that was terrible i would not have kept that on like longer than five minutes he paid so much like that's just that was that was a very angering point the fact that it really (laughs) brings up the fact that but it's just it was so upsetting that like to do a basic human action which like you know some would consider like hearing a very basic human action you have to pay such an insane amount of money and like the only thing that was stopping him you know and I, I hated that. I Computers. really hated that. Like two things about like medical stuff that upset mm-hmm. me about the movie were like a, the reality that stuff like that, stuff that you know, like um, even not just that, like not just surgeries, but like stuff for diabetes, like cost a shit, and like insulin is so expensive, yeah, and that makes no sense because you need that to live. So why is it so expensive? Like why? Dude, you're telling so me much- I have it's just I, it's upsetting. That that that. Is so many people's medicine. That's just medicine in I general. Know. Like that's just it. That's how it is, and it's so bad. Yeah, like, that's it's... the sad part. Those are just like few examples of the very harsh and universal reality of many people. And I just, it, I, I was very upsetting to watch. It was. <laughs> he was just his life was just falling away in shambles, and his main obstacle wasn't even his personality and his character. It was the fact that he didn't have money. <laughs> hated that and then part two no doctor to give him a heads up of like like only one of them kind of said it and then they never spoke of it again like oh by the way you're not gonna get your hearing back the way you think you're like like what yes, you lost he you did lost. say that in the beginning yeah one you're doctor right. says that and i hate that nobody else mentioned like nobody that's it pulls that's, them that's down. business i know but i feel like someone should have like <laughs> sat him down and been like dude get real you're never going to get your hearing back the way you think you're going to get it back. Lou, not Lou, the other guy, the ponytail Pony. tried. Ponytail. Why do we not know his name? Because they don't say the names <laughs> of those characters, and that was upsetting. And if they do, they say it once. Yes, like, they did. I know yeah, they said the it dog. once. Because realistically, they're only going to say it once. I don't know, man. I feel like we could have been watching more. <laughs> Mal's like, I tell, my, I tell everybody my name like five times a day. <laughs> Just a reminder. <laughs> Narcissistic egomaniac. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Malu, all right. Malu, well, Malu, 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 Malu. So, yes, yeah, sound editing with that. Oh, that was incredible. It yeah, was sorry. All that was a, a long trip. ramble on that, but. Whew, it really was. But we're good. Um, How about we go into Riz? Riz, yes. What a man. First what name myth, basis. What a legend. First name basis with Riz. I just, I was just so amazed by him in this. There was just so many, like, it's just everything about him, like, very small stuff he did with his face, very small stuff he did with his body that just really, really captured this character in a way that, like, I, it felt more like watching a documentary because he was like, this has to be a real person. Like, he's It really felt like that, yeah. A real person. And I, I, I just loved him. Like, his little, there's so many, like, I can't nail it, I can't nail them down right now, but just, like, 
little ticks of him that you could see of like him getting increasingly angry or increasingly anxious and to see those rise when he starts losing his hearing and then to see them fall again when he starts becoming closer with the community in the house it's just, it was so amazing because you really could see like this rise and fall of his acting that was so controlled so well put i was i just loved it the so scene good. where it's it's the first morning that he's in the room with the 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 paper and pen ooh. with the coffee and donut ooh. and ooh, ooh. or he smashes the donut genius i love that he i love every time he cleaned it up he would put yeah. it back together to keep himself <laughs> good and then he was you know what i mean like yeah, that's yeah. oh what a great like what a great capture of anger like, you know, when you're angry, you just, you can't sit still. So even if you're not, like, thrashing out, mm-hmm. you're still, you're doing, so- oh, man. Ooh, yeah, it's, boy. it's body-shaking anger. And I just, I like that you can tell so much of the character without it having to be said or explicitly shown. That's like, good writing, baby. Show, good, don't yeah. tell. Am I right, people? It's good writing, Am but I it's... Right? it's yeah, but it's also just like good acting. Like the minute he walks into that empty white room with just the the table and the the paper, you can tell that he's uncomfortable by emptier rooms. Like you can tell he's uncomfortable by very like clean settings because he's usually in such cluttered settings that, you know, there's probably a thousand things on his mind all of the time. Yeah. And now he has to like actually come to terms with silence and with visual silence which is just you know white walls and a window and a white piece of paper yeah and you could tell just from like the tension of like the camera angles and then just Rizumet and the way that he was portraying that with his body it was just like so gut-wrenching to see him step into this completely uncomfortable zone of living i was just he was amazing a plus <laughs> yeah he really was Big that fan. was good cinematography yes <laughs> I love how we just every point we go. So we should, should we so jump? Is it now? <laughs> <laughs> is this the cue for it? Uh, what what are your, what are your thoughts? Oh, well, I okay. I think it was really beautiful, <laughs> and it was very meaningful to have a story that there was so much anger in it. There was so much like I wouldn't say ugliness, but there was so much anger and pain to it, especially through, through you know, Ruben's character and the way that he sort of projects very sad and ugly emotions. I would actually call those ugly emotions of just like, you yeah, know, feeling sure. inadequate, being depressed, feeling anxious about what's going on with your life. And then to have all of that contrasted with very beautiful scenery and very beautiful shots and so very calming shots. I thought that that was, I don't know if that was intentional. I don't know if that's just me reading into it, but I loved it. I, every shot felt like it was very like serene and just so like at peace. And then this guy yeah. was anything but at peace. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry, I hit my toe. <laughs> I, I really like the style of it. I think the, mm-hmm. it was a lot of handheld, nothing showy mm-hmm. either lens wise or just I mean just visual wise I shouldn't sound same lens you know <laughs> I like the style of it because they went for that as realistic as you could be so it's like you're just standing there which is why they did the handheld they had mm-hmm. a lot of mid shots and close-ups I would say you know I say more mid shots than anything you know <laughs> you don't see anything too many long shots which I really like you mm-hmm. just felt like you were in the scene with them like if you were in the like 
like a 20-foot vicinity of Reuben the whole time, you know? <laughs> Like you were just following following him around, seeing what where he was going, what he was doing, and I really like that style for this. I think it fit really well. I like it because, it, like I said, it's documentary feel because this is a very real story, you know. Yeah. And I I think if they went with anything else, tried to make it any more, I don't want to say show again, like more spectacular in a way. You know what I mean by that? Like yeah, like more spectacle like. Yes. You know, yeah. Like look at what we can do with the cool cameras, right. the cool editing, right. and the cool cinematography. If they tried that. to do anything fancier <laughs> with it, I think it really would have ruined the feel of it. And so everything was so simple and so well done. I shouldn't say simple. It's not. It wasn't simple, but they never that case. They never broke the style, and I think yeah. that's very hard to do, or I, it's hard to do well. You know what I mean? Because it, there was not a moment that I wasn't completely entranced by the film mm-hmm. both story sound every, all of it every i was totally entranced by the entire film and so to do that with nothing you know most people really want to be showy with it they just want to capture your attention by like you know giving you fireworks and sparks all <laughs> over but you don't it doesn't have to be that way and so i i loved it yeah i like that thanks also before we have any fun my final thought i'll kick it off um yes. unless <laughs> that's okay yes please the final shot gave mm. me the biggest ladybird vibes yeah. at the end and because they both both these protagonists had this like the pe- this peace and stillness and like like this this final stillness that they didn't realize that they were they needed the whole time you know what i mean mm-hmm. right like in that exact moment like the emotions at the end or a new beginning that they didn't expect to have completely and it was uh and oh i think it was also the timing too like they both have like these very very well paced like final shot that you're just like i know this is gonna end i know it's gonna end i know it's gonna end and it's ended <laughs> but it, but the, you just don't know when and it, oh, yeah. it's so good i I loved it. I think that's really what sent me over was because I'm like, oh, it's like Greta's here. <laughs> <laughs> Greta, is that you? Yeah, she's always here. <laughs> so that's my that's my final thought. I don't have any final thoughts. I feel like that wrapped it up really well, especially because like I had not noticed that correlation, and now that you're talking about it, I'm replaying like scene by scene the ending of both movies, and they are very similar, mm-hmm. but not in the way where it's like, oh, yeah copycat like no right in the way of like that's the only way a movie like that could end yes exactly they they both had this very unique they both needed that stillness and yeah. and they both did it in their own ways but it was like it was oh fuck it's just that ooh. i don't i'm, I don't, I'm not gonna run i have no words I, <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> i know what you mean yeah it's just beautiful and that's like that's the only word and i love using that word i really do <laughs> with the, and then too. with this it's like that silence at the end was just so peaceful after such a cacophony of horrible sounds. And you feel okay with your characters because even though yeah. they've been so on their own journey this whole time, they had so many things to figure out. Even if they don't have, they don't. Oh, that's it, Mally. They neither one people. of them have it figured out. It's just this. Mo- they're just in the moment for the first time. Okay, but here's the thing. Just now that we're talking, now that we're on it. Ladybird actually leaves a message for her mom. Reuben didn't leave a message for the community. And I guess he has like that last very nice moment with, you know. Malu, they're deaf. <laughs> oh. 
hard. You should have called. Jesus Christ. Okay, maybe he's writing a letter or something. I don't know. Go back, write a letter. No. Send a picture. I don't know. Maybe I think in my own version of what comes after that, I think he goes back. Well, hopefully. Of course, to my own. Yeah, of course. Oh, they set it up so well. See how, look at your I mean, little emotions well back, scurrying all over the room. I don't know, man. One of the reasons why, like, the the, the, the leader, I, I feel like we should know this character. Ponytail. Name. We don't. <laughs> Ponytail. I'm Joe. Hi, Joe. I'm Joe. Hi, Joe. I'm Joe. Joe. I'm Joe. I'm Joe. I'm Joe. Hi, Joe. Like, one of the reasons why he doesn't let Ruben stay is because he feels very much betrayed by the fact that, like, Ruben doesn't fit in the community, not because he's not a good person, but because he refuses to open up to the outlook that everybody there has, which is, this isn't something I'm fixing, this is something that's part of me and that I live with and that it's, you know, it's part of my everyday life and it's... It's but, nothing out of the ordinary. And Ruben is like very much the I can fix it guy, which is not good. Which I, I I feel like that's one of the main reasons why he goes like, no, you can't stay here. Like, you don't you don't understand this community. Or you've tried, but you've clearly like, no, no, not no, in the same way. It wasn't like that. Ruben was and he said to your like, oh, that's why that scene's so good. Because you could tell by his <laughs> so ponytail's emotions because he first says you sound like an addict right now. And he's like, oh, "Oh, come on, you're crazy. And then he, you know, explains how it's like, I don't want someone here that thinks that this is something that should be fixed. Yeah. Um, And so I think that that isn't like a Ruben's end of journey for that. I think that is just such a good staple in his journey that he just didn't figure that out yet. And I think the ending is him figuring that out. And so, and coming to terms with a lot of other things, of course. Hopefully. With the stillness and peace. But, I mean, I think that that is wrapped in that ending, which is Mm -hmm. why I think if he goes back and he says, look, like, I don't want this. I I choose exactly what you say. Like, I I understand that now. I think that, I think, I think there's forgiveness there. And for, oh, yeah. Or, or, no, excuse me, not forgiveness, redemption. I believe that is... Ruben's red, like f- would be final redemption if we ever saw that. Okay. So okay, I like that. You're right. Yeah. I think it ends ends in a redemption rather than a, yeah. You know. Here's Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so any other final thoughts, Malu? No, no, no. no. Um, I again, I feel like your final thought was good, and then our little discussion came from that. Thanks. But no. Oh. We're good to go. You. Yeah, I really love this movie. Everyone, you. please go watch it if you haven't already. It was—I mean, hopefully you did. We just told you the yeah, end, well, but yeah, I mean, you—you you shouldn't <laughs> be here if you haven't seen yeah. it. You crazy? But if you haven't seen it you for some dogs. ungodly reason, please now you go know the see it. Plot. There's no, there's this is gonna be nominated for everything, and if it's not, then I oh, will yeah. riot in the streets. It's right, definitely Malin? like I'm sorry if they nominate a beautiful boy and everyone in Beautiful Boy. I feel like this one should be nominated. I. Yeah, no I hate to Beautiful Boy, but I have so much to put that. What's movie. Beautiful? Oh no, I'm thinking of Boyhood. I don't like that movie. No, Beautiful. I haven't Boy seen is Beautiful a... Boy yet. Oh, you haven't? No. I I don't know. People were really that, into it, and I was like, is I that mean, the I Timmy movie? It. It's Timmy with Steve Carell, which yes, Steve Carell yeah, that's absolutely... been on my list for forever. Uh, Steve Carell absolutely killing them. I love seeing him in like dramatic Dramas. roles because it's such yeah. a different thing for him. Because I'm so used to seeing him in comedy, and he does comedy so well. 
But he he's does drama really well too. I, I just love that for him. Yeah. I just love his talent. <laughs> I, we should cover um. that movie sometime because I, I, the only reason I haven't seen it yet is because I have yet to emotionally prepare myself in the moment for it. Every time I'm never emotionally prepared. Every time I swipe through, and I'm like, ah, oh, next time, and then ah, oh, next time. No, I don't no, know. I to rewatch it just because the first time I saw it, I really like. I thought it was nice. I just wasn't like as emotionally invested as I thought I was gonna be. Okay, that like, I could see that. I haven't seen it, of course, but yeah. I could see myself being in that that shoes but i mean like that could just be a me thing or like a me thing from when i watched it like i don't know i just it didn't resonate with me the way people had been hyping it up to resonate with people that's That's fair that's fair um all right well on from there we have the game time are you numbering the names am i looking at this i'm going to number the names soon but soon what why am i numbering the names you ask oh wait we already announced it because we're doing alan smithy (laughs) it's game time if you all don't remember alan smithy alan smithy is where one of us gets to create their own movies given the actors the location and the genre of the film that they don't know that they choose (laughs) 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 um in five minutes timed they need to create a entire movie from beginning to end, and I get to do this time around. It's my role. I am the producer, yes. and I get to throw in nice little wrenches that'll help Malu stop filming. You're so and sweet. Things like that, and uh, yeah, we're we're really bad at wrenches. I have to admit, Gabe and Daniel are <laughs> so. I mean, they made the game, so naturally, of course, they're going to be great at it. But of course. they are so good at throwing in wrenches. They're so random. They're re- we should have played that. We- oh, we'll have them back on. How about when both of them are on the show, we we play Alan Smithy? Yes. Okay. I like that. Good. So this time around, Malu. Yes. Here are the list of actors that. Here are the, all the possibilities. Let's start with the actors. The list of actors that could be in your movie are Yay. Meg Ryan. George Clooney, Nicole Kidman, Nicolas Cage, Michael Caine, Jennifer Lawrence, Emma Watson, Anne Hathaway, and Eddie Murphy. I like all these people. No higher styles in this list, which is mildly disappointing. I had no creativity tonight. I was like, I googled actors. (laughs) You just put actors. Anybody who shows up gets in the list. (laughs) Um, Your possible locations are Tokyo in the Rain. Tropical Island and Antarctica. <laughs> so you went all over the map for these. I, I did. Like I was like, hmm, let's go crazy here. Yeah. And then the three possible genres. I got very specific on these because I wanted to be. Drama about a missing son. Rom-com with a love triangle. Oh, no. Or three, action movie, but without international travel. <laughs> <laughs> Every I'm just action tell movie you right has now been shot in the foot. <laughs> All right, so um, Gabe hit the elevator music while I number these. Poor Malu, I guess that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I bring my own elevator music wherever I go. <laughs> it's so weird. I range between that and the me music from the... Hi, can you do the me music, please? I'm doing it wrong, I know I am. 
<laughs> All right, Mallory, are you ready? Oh, okay. Please pick a number between one and nine. Seven. Okay. Another one? Should, you said seven. Yes, I said I did say seven. You need two okay. more, do you not? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I'm waiting. Okay, seven, three, and nine. Okay. And Actually, then... can I can I take away the three and do a two? Okay, sure. Seven, two, and nine. Okay. Alright. Number between one and three. Three. Alright. And then another number between one and three. Two. Two. Alright, so left your actors are seven, Emma Watson. Yay! Two, Michael Caine. Woo! Nine, Nicolas Cage. Oh my god, I love him. <laughs> Let the memes begin. <laughs> your location is Tokyo in the rain. Nice. And Very <laughs> yes! Oh, no. I'm so glad. No. Ah, your genre. Your genre? Hello? It's your genre, genre is drama about a missing son. Yes, I didn't want to do love triangle because I hate those. So just to reiterate, Emma Watson, Nicolas Cage, Michael Caine. Yeah. Tokyo in the rain. Tokyo in the rain. Genre drama about a missing son. Okay. Wow. No. What fun. I'll give you a minute okay. to think about that while I get the time we're going it's already set to five minutes wow look at oh, me I'm like ahead oh, of the game oh okay oh oh my god i got it <laughs> okay Okay, I think I got it. Like at least at the beginning, and then I can just reel off of that and find my find my way through it. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Three, two, <laughs> one, begin. Emma Watson is a politician. She's like a a big representative. I'm not even gonna say what country. Let's just leave that blank because we'll we'll iron that out later on. Um she's traveling to Tokyo for something political. <laughs> A political event, event it's with writing. other, no, not yet. Um, no. A political event with other politicians of the world, um, and she has her son with him. She's a single mother. She has to take her son with her, and she really likes having him with her. And he really enjoys going on these trips with her because he really looks up to her mama. Now, Nicholas Cage and Michael Caine are two of the head securities for Emma Watson. Michael Caine, being the oldest and just the most commanding man. <laughs> is the head of the security. Nicolas Cage is sort of like the, the young hotshot. I mean, wrench. Young. Oh, okay. Yikes. Already. Oh, let me stop. Pro All right. Production wrench. <clears throat> Nicolas Cage refuses to show his ears on camera anymore. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> that is it. And begin. So we use... Uh, a green screen sort of like bandana <laughs> on top of Nicolas Cage. We'll fix we it in CGI. post. What? I said we'll fix it in post. <laughs> what? Okay, sorry. Continue. Oh yeah, we'll fix it in post. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the joke. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They will uh, digitally add different ears that are not his own later on so that he's okay with it. Um, <laughs> it's in contract now. It's good. So in the film... These three plus Emma Watson's son travel to Tokyo for this event. 
However, a lot of people are also traveling because they want to disrupt the event. And because Emma Watson is one of the key diplomats at this event, they're trying to sort of knock her down or really put her in a position where she doesn't attend the event, therefore causing war. So they steal or kidnap her son. They're supposed to be watching him, but you know, it's, it's a busy street, they get the son, and now the drama begins because they have to find Emma Watson's son, because otherwise Emma can't go to the event or they will kill her kid. And if they kill her kid, that'd be really sad because he's just a young boy. Um, so Michael Caine and Nicolas Cage go in this huge mission to find the kid, but nobody knows where he is, so they have to track him down like criminal mind style. And then finally- Production they wrench. Oh no. <laughs> what? <laughs> they can't uh, afford too many drivers, so um, there's only one car available for the rest of the shoot. Lovely. Yeah, just so you know. Okay. Time on. Game Everything time. happens on foot. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I was about to get to the part where they actually find him, so I don't really need too many cars for this. There were a bunch wow. of car chases beforehand, but not here. <laughs> Great. Um, they finally found find him. Um, track the people down that got Emma Watson's son, and then there's this very big showdown in the rain in Tokyo. That's <laughs> um, great. Finally, the rain. Where uh, Michael Caine and Nicolas Cage are, you know, face to face with the people who kidnapped Emma Watson's son, and the people who kidnapped Emma Watson's son, they think that they're gonna have to like negotiate with these two, and that you know. They really are very smug. They think, oh, we're gonna win. We're gonna cause war because Emma Watson will not attend the event and we have the kid here and we're gonna get these two suckers as well. Cause you know, what kind of security <laughs> team suckers. are <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. What kind of security team are they when they let this kid just run amok? Right, amok. Oh, amok, amok, I love amok, that amok, 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, however, just when the tensions are rising, when they're about to get Nicolas Cage and Michael Caine and just capture them just like they captured the boy, boom, Emma Watson's character shows up. Turns <gasps> out she was part of the mission all along because she's not letting these two dummies take care of her son anymore. Oh so now my gosh. she shows up and she gets her son. They put these people that stole the son or kidnapped the son behind bars. One minute left. Expose them for trying to stop this convention and trying to cause war in the world between these war. diplomats. Yeah. And Michael Caine and Nicolas Cage are put under observation. This sets up for a possible sequel. <gasps> um, it's a very Taken style sort of thing, but with more drama in it, less action. Wow. Um, yeah. And yeah, they're put under observation, but they no longer work for Emma Watson because she decides that these are not the people that will, will take care of her son. And Emma Watson and her son live essentially happily ever after, at least the happily ever after you get when you're a diplomat for politics, a political diplomat. So, yeah. International politics. International politics, woo, there you go. All right, well, That's with 10 film. seconds to spare. Thank you very much. They do call me 10 seconds Mel for a reason. Is it, oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Malu, Interpret thank that you for you giving yourself that nickname. <laughs> thank you, yeah, of course, love, love to. <laughs> oh dear. Well, um, I, I, I was pretty 
entranced by her story. It's I, a very I basic plot, but I feel I couldn't, it's good. I couldn't think of any good wrenches to throw you. Um, <laughs> I'm also... Uh, I, I just, like, hit a brick wall, so I was really just <laughs> listening to everything that you were saying and being like, wow, I can see this. <laughs> I was just listening to the <laughs> Nicolas film. Nicolas <laughs> Cage and Michael Caine? Wouldn't they make duo. an actually really cool duo, yeah. Um, I don't, I, great job, but are you going to Alan Smithy it, or what? No, well, am I gonna I'm really proud I, of you, that. You did it, yeah. I, that was a pretty good... That was a success. Besides, if I not Alan Smith yet, that means that if we go on press tours, I can be with Emma Watson, Michael Caine, and Nicolas Cage in the same yeah. room. Well, Nicolas Cage will probably away. be somewhere else, you know? Hey, 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 hey. Nick will come. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but hey, you'll be with Emma. I, can I come? That sounds um, fun. Yeah, sure. All right, cool. You did Good set talk. me up for this, so. Yeah, you're, you're right. I did pay for it, so. I don't know about paying, but... <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> who got you all these people and locations, Malu? Come on. No, you're correct. You're coming. Let's go. Yeah, that's right. All to right, Tokyo well, in the rain. With that, everybody, this has been another episode of Film School Professionals. Follow Ooh. us on Instagram, leave us a review on iTunes and Apple Podcasts, and we will see you next week. Sorry, I was yawning, but yeah. What she said. pause. <laughs> More like sleepy boss. I'm so tired. <laughs> it's time for me to skip out on class, baby. We will see you next Wednesday. Peace. Bye. Incredible. One of the worst performances of my career, and they never doubted it for a second. Oh, this has taken a weird turn, but yep. thank you for the Spanish. <laughs> I'm sorry you guys had to listen to more than 20 minutes. <laughs> Top Gallant Radio, brought to you by Daniel Gonzalez and Gabe Mara. So busy with school that I, I, I couldn't continue it anymore, but I have... There's sound, and it's really bad. Sound on Katie's side, but not on mine. Mm. Wow, can we put that in the end there, Gabe? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> my musical that? career. There it is. I'm Joe.